0: Hey, this is Evan Marquette, Dating Coach for Smart, Strong, Successful Women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why we could all use connection. Uh, When we're done with this conversation, I'll tell you how you could apply to Love You to find a relationship where you could find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be a really special one, so stick around. Uh, I've got some emotion bubbling up inside of me, and it's going to come out later. But first, um, we want to begin every podcast with uh, an insight that I got from Coaching Clients in Love You. Today, I want to talk about a very special client, and you'll see how this pertains to you. Um, She is um, older and she is successful. Um, Money is not her problem. Her problem has been, for like most of my clients for many years, her picker. Her picker has been broken. She's chosen other really smart, strong, successful men who were uh, selfish, uh, emotionally inattentive, incapable of being the loving partner she wants. And so she's normalized this behavior for the better part of 70 years. Um, And through Love You, uh, in a very short period of time, we put her online, wrote her profile, paid for her professional photos, taught her how to flirt and almost instantaneously. She got herself a boyfriend. Uh, and if I ended the story there, that would be like great love you success story. Woman in her 70s comes here petrified of dating, online dating, making bad choices, and manifests in a couple months an amazing relationship. And the guy she chose uh, is was a really great guy. Um, he is wildly successful. Um, I won't give any identifying details so as not to out her, but he's wildly successful. And um, really, really into her um, high integrity, um, wants to get to know her better, build a future, meet her family, and learn about her kids, the, the whole thing. Um, the problem, and the problem as I'm framing it for this discussion, is that <sighs> something was missing from the relationship, and she couldn't put her finger on what it was. And we talked about this for a long period of time. This is a conversation that extended over months where she was wondering, I don't feel like enough of a connection. I don't know if it's because he's just a typical, typical guy who likes to talk about himself too much. Um, but she doesn't want to waste time if it's not going anywhere. So we get into a, a love you principle. We talk about reading the last page of the book before you read the book. And this is also in my book, Why He Disappeared. Um, there's a tendency when you start dating someone to just know how does the story end could we just flip to the last page and see if the story has a happy ending the problem is you can't do that because there is no book you're writing it together with the guy and no one knows where things are going to go so you really want to pay attention at the beginning so my client had this tendency to try to um, figure out the future is this right is this not right i want to know and I, i i told her the issue for her was They were spending time together, but it wasn't going any deeper. Guy seemed to be keeping things on the surface, not because he was inherently like a shallow person, but um, she didn't feel like she got to know him that well. So she was hoping that if she interacted with him more, right, not just going on date night, but really spending some quality time with him, she'd see more. So she took like a week long vacation with him and came back from the week long vacation really same exact place emotionally, impressed with the lifestyle that he has and his attention to making her happy and still somehow feeling like something was off in the relationship. So the issue is that she wanted something from this man, and I'm fast forwarding, that he wasn't capable of giving. So so she was frustrated with him, but he wasn't doing anything wrong. So there was nothing to make him do if you've ever wondered what could i do to make a guy do something what can i do to make him be more vulnerable with me what can i do to make him give me more time what can i do to make him commit to me really important you can't make a guy do anything nothing ever right? no more than if a guy if i was giving dating advice to men and a guy said what can i do to make her want to be more affectionate with me? What can I do to make her want to give me more oral sex? What can I do to make her not want to spend so much time with her family and spend more time with mine? There's no making anybody do anything. All we do in dating is observe and listen. How does this feel? And so my client, lovely woman that she is, um, had this low level of dissatisfaction, even though she had the perfect guy on paper and unlike a lot of the perfect guys on paper, he was actually treating her really well. This wasn't just the guy who's good on paper who's a dick. This was a guy who was a genuinely good guy. But her feelings were not growing. And so she got further and further along into it, maybe spent six months with the guy. All right. Until we got on this idea that there wasn't enough of a connection. And connection is hard to measure. You can't just say the word connection or the word love and say it it all means the same universal thing. But we talk about it a lot in Love You, because women are constantly vacillating. Ask yourself, do you vacillate between the two extremes? There's the guy I feel really, really attracted to, but I'm constantly anxious around him. I don't feel safe. Or there's a guy that he's so nice. He's so into me. I'm so bored. I don't want to be here. I can't believe this is what love is supposed to be. Do I have to do this for the rest of my life? And we forget that there's a third lane. This is where it's always at. If you always if you ever doubt that, please, please stick with me. Because if you go into a relationship like this, that's doomed for failure. You go into a relationship like this, it's doomed for failure. There's a lane 10% of guys where you could have a real connection. My client chose a guy who she didn't feel a connection with it. And because he was so great on paper and because he was so nice to her, she stuck with him until she had the courage to let go because it wasn't his fault that she didn't feel a connection. It wasn't her fault she didn't feel a connection. She's beating herself up. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm too closed. Maybe I've been burned by too many men before. Maybe I should be warmer and more flirtatious. And she's really taking on the onus for why there wasn't a connection. And Unlike a lot of people in the dating, <laughs> dating and relationship advice giving profession, I don't spend nearly as much time on the why. I'm more worried about the what. Why is, you know, why is he like this? Why am I like this? It's it's it's, it's psychology. It's looking at the past. My guess is if you're 70 years old, we're not going to do too much to change, change your personality. And that goes for whether you're 50 or 60 or 40, same thing. We're not going to do too much changing your personality. So what we pay attention to is how do these puzzle pieces fit? These puzzle pieces didn't fit, which is why I had my client break up with a perfectly suitable, wealthy relationship oriented man just because she didn't feel what she needed to feel. She didn't feel the relationship escalating in a meaningful way. She had signs of all this in the first month they were dating, but she spent six So the next incarnation, as she gets back out there, she's going to be spending more time looking for not just a guy who's good on paper, right, wealthy relationship oriented, but she's going to look for a guy who she loves spending time with above all. And that is rare. And that is the kind of chemistry that we're actually talking about. Person you just love spending time with. Um, We always, you know, I do all my gesticulations about chemistry and compatibility. And so I think chemistry should be a seven and compatibility should be a 10. But the real chemistry, right, is the interpersonal chemistry. It's not just rip off your clothes, physical chemistry. It's the am I my best self with this person? Do they see me as the best version of myself? Right. Do I like myself when I'm with them? Do I proudly talk about my relationship to other people? It's really a feeling. That's the thing I've always had with my wife is a feeling of connection. That's not based on anything you can see in our respective dating profiles. It's a feeling of ease and joy. So every, if I sound like a broken record, it's because it's a really great record. Pay attention to connection. You will not go wrong. All right, moving on. Um, just as a recommendation for anybody who's listening and says, yes, I want to feel connection, you can. I was just having a Facebook conversation with someone who was complaining about guys and she's like, I don't want to sound like I'm man bashing, but men these days, men at my age, men in my area, all the guys online, no one, you know, one third of them are narcissists. None of them want to get married. They're all looking for someone younger and prettier. This is her worldview. This is her limiting belief. She really believes this to be true. And as a result, she's consigning herself to being alone for the rest of her life where I get to work with women who find love every day. I get to hear a new love story every day. I get to hear triumphs. So if you're someone who is on the fence and is like, I could spend the rest of my life alone and try to be happy with my work and my friends and my pets. and right? Or I want what Evan has and what Evan helps his clients get. I implore you go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply. Watch a video. In which I tell you how to fix your broken man picker. It's a two-part formula. Right. When you're done, fill out an application for love you. It will take care of you. On to the next. Uh, these are called love you small wins. In my love you course, we celebrate small wins. A small win is any tiny thing that moves the ball forward in your love life. Right. It could be anything. It's not, oh my God, I got a ring on my finger. We love when people come to the call and say, I got a new boyfriend. I took my profile down. He's taking me to meet his family. Like Those are great. Those are huge wins, right? But small wins are the things along the way that let you know that you're on the right track. So here's one small win. One woman's small win from Love You this week. Remember in Love you. men are interns. Women are the CEOs, right? The CEO is assessing whether the intern is a good long term fit for the job. She has all the power. So small win fired an intern. After hearing red flags, after a phone conversation, remember in Love you. we screen everybody by the phone before we go out on a first date so you don't go on too many bad blind dates. So she's on a phone, hears red flags on the phone, says felt good that I did that rather than to keep it going. Screening out the wrong guys feels good. So do you ever feel that everybody seems like the wrong guy? Every guy is just texting and being sexually aggressive and wanting to meet you as quickly as possible without making a connection first, this method that we teach in Love You, the ability to screen men based not just on how they look, which matters, right but how they make you feel as you go through this process. This screening mechanism will be your small win if you can learn how to implement it. So anyway, love that. Hope you can take something from these podcasts that you can use in your real life for free um and now now's the big stuff it's my recommended read for the week um this is an article that was in the New York Times uh March 9th uh, 2023 it's called uh, the art of dependence and I link to it in the show notes uh, should be in the YouTube video as well and it, it, it really hit me in a way and I'm going to explain to you how how it hit me today so it's about the value of dependence uh, and dependence has gotten a, a sort of bad rap. Right. Independence is the 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 altar that we worship on. And it, it makes sense. Um, uh, I try to you know, raise my children to be independent I don't want to be the helicopter dad who's cutting his kids meat when they're 15 and you know trying to make change for a dollar for them since they don't know you know to account and um, you know having to tuck them in every night because they 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 need mommy and daddy like we're we're trying really hard to raise our kids to be independent uh, women are certainly more independent than they were 50 years ago that is by and large a great thing my mom got married in 1968 to my dad left her father's house moved in With my father, didn't have a college education, didn't have her own career, her own source of income. Um, Any move towards independence for women is a net positive. There's barely any pay gap gap anymore. Women get more college degrees. So we've come a really, really long way. But like anything in life that you've you've seen, there tends to be a bit of an overcorrection. And uh, because women don't need men in the same way, and it's a good thing, you don't need men, you want a man, but you don't need a man, it creates a bit of a trap. So now I'm going to quote from this article um, because I thought this paragraph was really interesting. Our most toxic myth is our pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps individualism. We sometimes still call leaning on our close friends and partners co-dependence. We are also regularly told by self-help manuals that we need to look only to ourselves to achieve mental well-being, even though that state inevitably requires social connection. It's time to value another facet of life, the power and skill of being dependent. I call it the art of dependence. The art of dependence means accepting aid and grace and crucially recognizing the importance of others. It takes dignity and skill to lean on friends, loved ones and colleagues. And even on the state in a society that pathologizes dependence, even as every human being is born into it, being vulnerable takes courage. So this is pretty powerful stuff, and this is where it hit me. I get I get teary eyed, but not am I don't mind getting teary eyed. Um, I was having a really hard time this weekend. I'm not going to get into the details of the why and the how, um, but it's very, very stressed uh, the stress was causing insomnia, Uh, and so I didn't sleep for like two days. Um, Really, it was was pretty brutal um, to the point where I I needed to to talk to someone, see a doctor, and try to figure out what was going on. Um, And I I turned to my friends to, to ask for their support. And I got this huge outpouring of support from people that are fun people that I laugh with and drink with and tell stories with and play fantasy football with and have backyard birthday parties with. And people in my community um, really, really stepped up to take care of me this weekend. And I'm I'm so grateful for that because I cultivated that. Um, You don't make friendships to have someone to turn to. Friendships are largely fun, but when they go to a deeper place, they they give you so much more than you can even calculate, um, and then I think of just people around me, the, the people who are going through things. My, my wife's father um, is slowly fading away. He's a former alcoholic. He's got dementia. Um, I really encourage her to go visit him because he may not even remember her anymore. And we got news this morning that he's is he, you know he's in a, he's in, a, he's, in a, he's in care and he's he's ha- has failing health and so. I told her to get out of Dodge and go with her brothers to visit her dad. I'll stay home and take care of the kids. And she just needed a hug this morning, right? She was up in the middle of the night. She threw up last night like I'm there to take care of her and comfort her. My kids, this just happened yesterday. We're driving to our friend's house. My friends were were hosting something, invited me over last night because I was having a really rough weekend. So they invited me and my family over because that's what friends do. Cooked us dinner. We got this thing. You don't have to think about it. On the way there, a car adjacent to us hit a squirrel in the middle of the street. My kids witnessed it. And they were bawling. They were just dry heaving. It was just it was just so it was just life, man. It was just life. And it was normal. Squirrels get hit by cars. right? And parents die and people go through struggles. But what makes it all more tangible is that when you surround yourself by loved ones, everything becomes much better. Everything becomes much clearer and more manageable. You can rely on your friends and friends are great. As I said, my friends really took care of me. But the only person whose life is devoted to taking care of me is my wife. And I'm the only person whose life is devoted to taking care of her. There's everybody else. We both have parents who love us, friends, siblings. But the primary relationship is the most important relationship by far. And it's something, if you haven't had it, if you don't believe it exists, I I can't explain it any better than I'm trying to explain it, to have someone who's in your corner every second of the day. So this is why I created Love You, um, because I have it. And so how can I not be evangelical about this? How can I not make this my life's work to make sure other people have someone who loves them every day in their corner? My clients, the people who actually invest in their love life, not just the people who follow on social media and nod. My clients work hard. They have tough jobs. They're well compensated, but their jobs are demanding. They have to cater to their clients. They have to cater to their bosses. They have to work on reasonable hours sometimes. There's challenges with being a smart, strong, successful woman. They also have big hearts, lots of empathy. So they're taking care of their friends, the same way we're talking about today. They take care of their friends. Some of them are single moms. They take care of their children. A lot of them have elderly parents who are not in good shape. They take care of them, too. So I ask you, you right now, who is taking care of you? Who is taking care of you? If you're like most of my clients, no one is really taking care of you. You're shouldering the burden of everything. It's all on you. You are Atlas. You have the whole weight of the world on your shoulders. You're paying for everybody. You're looking out for everybody. You're running everybody's schedule. And no one has you. So that's why i'm here because <laughs> it's, it's my job to get your back to take care of you to love you unconditionally i've noticed something with my clients too when i bring this up it's uncomfortable for them it's uncomfortable because it's so true and we just shunt it aside we choose not to look at it because it's too true it's like staring at the sun All right. there's a certain masculine energy that self-reliance I'm going to take care of everything. I don't need anybody. I can do this. I'm going to pull my way through. I'm going to be strong. And it is great to be strong. No one's saying you should collapse and be completely dependent and not have any personal responsibility or agency over your life. Please don't hear that. All right. But understand there's something beautiful about being vulnerable and everybody who talks about this subject, the article I just mentioned, certainly the whole works of Brene Brown and men love your vulnerability, too. Men win your love by giving. It's not, I mean, it's a, a stereotype, but it's true. There's a reason that men are the ones who buy you dinner. There's a reason that men are the ones who buy you wedding rings. <laughs> there's a reason that men offer to, you know, uh, hang a painting on your wall or, you know, fix some faulty air conditioning or some guy who's handy. I'm not handy, but there's a reason that men do those things. We, we, We show you we care by demonstrating our love, by giving and a lot of my clients are so self-reliant, they have trouble receiving, they have trouble asking. That seems like it's a a mark on their character. It's a sign of weakness and it's not. It's a sign of strength. I don't think it takes a certain amount of strength to be a a 50 year old man who has more than 99% of the people in the world and still Admit you need help, man, that's strength. That's not weakness. Come on. So you could be a 99th percentile woman. You could have the best resume on the planet. You could be on some cool keto diet. You could be a black diamond skier. You could flip your own houses and do your own home renovations. And you still need someone to love you. You still need someone to take care of you and pay attention to your emotional cues. That doesn't stop just because you're a highly competent person. And as I said, this is why I created Love You. Because you're paying the bills. You're taking care of others. You're trying to do everything for everyone. And something is missing. Dating's hard. There's no two ways about it. 21st century dating, really hard. Dating apps, social media, texting. It's never been harder. That's why you need support. You need a community of other people who get it. We all need a community. I turn to my community this week. Who's your community when it comes to love? Who's got your back? Your best friend who's been married since she was 30? Your other friend who's in a miserable relationship? your friend who sleeps around and has terrible judgment with men, your friend who gave up on men entirely and wants you to give up on men entirely so you could um, just be best friends and never talk about men again. None of these are your relationship role models. They don't get where you are right now. You need someone in your life who could validate what you're feeling, understand what you're going through and hold your hand every step of the way. You need to be able to be vulnerable and share what you're really feeling instead of all the things that you keep bottled up, things that you wouldn't share with anybody else. My last love you live call. We do our calls on on Tuesday nights, generally five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern. Um, There were tears. They weren't mine, but there were tears from multiple women. Uh, Women in their early 40s who want kids and are feeling a lot of pressure to make good decisions. Women in their late 60s who are dealing with Sick children, sick parents, fear of having going a whole life without making good relationship choices, and thinking that time is running out and it's never going to happen. There's this beautiful community in Love You Live, where we take care of women. So, I just want to leave on this last line from the article: Dependence is, if you think about it, a form of connection and social cohesion. It brings us closer to others which at this moment in America might be the thing we need the most. So if you want that kind of connection, just go to www.evanmarcatz.com forward slash apply. I'll take care of you. That was a lot, right? Told you. I told you that was bubbling up inside of me. Um, Last but not least, it's certainly not least because it's always a high point that I could go through my archives and, and be able to have hundreds of these things that I could pull upon. This is our love you love story for the week. If you go to EvanMarkats.com and click on love stories, you could read a whole bunch of these things. Those are only the people who gave me pictures. Uh, a lot of people have written me uh, long form emails, which I will read to you here today. And if you want to pick me up, I know you want the content and, you know, a little bit of thought provoking challenge. I also invite you to hear what other women say about what happens when they find someone who they could love unconditionally and feel loved unconditionally? Uh, Hi, Evan, I'm nearing my last month of Love You. I want to say thank you for the last year. I diligently watched your videos each week and listened into all the calls. When I went on dates and thought about how to move forward with guys, I heard your w- words in my head. What had the biggest impact on me? Number one, you normalized my expectations and made me more decisive. You raised the bar for what she should come to expect from men. What I expect to receive from a partner is correct. It's not okay for men to be wishy-washy in dating. Guys who are interested in you and commitment oriented are in a place to prioritize you and they show it. And on the flip side, it's okay for me to pass on guys that I have no interest in, even if they're nice. Turns out there's plenty of nice guys. Number two, you and the other women in the group kept me in the game. Before I joined the program, I'd go strong on the dating apps for a month and, and burn out, take a break love you kept me consistent. I didn't expect any individual date to work out, but I expected I would keep on going on them until one did. And the best news of all is it worked. I'm in a relationship with a man who treats me like he won the jackpot. Our favorite thing to do is talk and laugh at our silliness. Together we make the mundane interesting. We're on the same page for everything important and most things that are not. And I'm sorry to say Evan, but he is the funniest, smartest and most attractive man I've ever dated. So I guess I messed up there. We're planning to move in together next month because the one mile distance between our apartments seems too great for how much time we spend together. I'll update you as things progress and appreciate all of your guidance and perspective. Best, Kelly. Uh, Kelly's in her early 30s, uh, lives in San Francisco and uh, I'm really proud to call her a successful, love you graduate. Um, My name is Evan Mark Katz. Uh, If you enjoyed this podcast, if you learned something, if you felt something, please subscribe. Click on the button if you're on YouTube to subscribe. Ring the bell to see when new episodes come out. And if you want a man who makes you feel safe, heard and understood, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply. Watch my 20-minute video or so on how to fix your broken man picker. Apply to love you. I'll talk to you. I'll help you. I will get you the love you deserve and the connection you deserve. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Are you the woman who is everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love you you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started.